what it is. This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And this is Hard Factor. And there is no one that does it better right now. Yeah, nobody does it better. I ain't repeating myself. Go ahead, tell me something right now. Yeah, and I'm living a nightmare. And I'm not a racist. And I'm always cheering. Oh, yeah. Welcome to another episode of Hard Factor. It is Thursday, January 21st, 2021. How you guys doing? Let's just say I'm grinning. <laughs> Ooh, yes. a little foreshadowing. Yeah. yeah. Mark's alluding to a uh, very ex- interesting interview we have with a cryptocurrency expert, Jesse Posner, coming up on the second half of the show. And that was fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, he he's going to tell us, you know, it's kind of like a layman's rundown of what how crypto started, what crypto is, how it's, how, you know, how it happened. And then, you know, give us a little how bit to of make advice. Money. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of money advice. So that's that's great. How you can be grinning all the way to the bank. Right. Yeah. yeah. You'll know what we're talking about after you listen. So you're here. So just stick around. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, but let's get into it because it's a, it's a long show, right? Let's yep. do it, guys. Uh, yesterday was a huge America Day, massive America Day, one of the biggest. Uh, 78-year-old Joseph Robinette Biden, along with Kamala Harris, were sworn in as the 46th and 49th president and vice president, respectively. A couple of firsts there as well. Uh, Biden is the first president to be this old. <clears throat> And Kamala Harris is the first woman person of color and Asian American to hold the office of vice president. And her husband, Doug Emhoff, is the first first dude. Second dude. Second dude. Second 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 gentleman. Yes. Yeah. Well, we know. We know what it's really called. Second dude. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, guys, as we know, Donald Trump skipped the ceremony. But Biden was joined by all living former presidents, with the exception of Jimmy Carter, who's like uh, a couple years older than Biden, two years older than Biden. Not really living. Yeah, no, he's not. No, he's living. He's still okay. habitating for humanity. He's still swinging a hammer, but he's old. Still propping uh, him up. Yeah, can't blame Jimmy for not traveling. Uh, guys, uh, Trump, first of all, uh, wrapping a bull business, signed, uh, did his sign-off speech at Andrews Air Force Base, uh, and he ended it kind of like a boyfriend who didn't want to break up and was trying to make his uh, new ex-girlfriend feel guilty uh, by telling his supporters, have a good life. Uh, we'll see you soon. But the Have a Good Life is such a classic breakup. Like, uh, yo, okay, I'll talk to you never. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, why can't be friends? Why do you say that? And, I, and I think know, I've used Have a Good Life before. I've definitely used Have a Good Life. <laughs> yeah, good yeah. Call. It's huge. <laughs> it's huge. It's one-on-one. Uh, anyway, so it was Trump's, guys, in Biden's speech, he called for unity, saying, uh, quote, politics doesn't have to be raging, a raging fire, destroying everything in its path. Uh, we must end this uncivil war. Uh, his speech was met with a lot of positivity. Uh, it was definitely a unity speech. Uh, people were vibing on it, uh, both on the right and the left, um, which is what it should be, right? T- today is a day, no matter who you voted for, you might not be happy that Biden's in office, but uh, you should be happy uh, that he's trying to unify right, America, because that's that's our biggest potential uh, threat to our to ourselves is, is us being divided. We need that. We need that mm-hmm. positivity. I mean, we got it. We gotta believe. Hope, hopefully, it happens, right? We gotta. We need it. You gotta believe. Uh, yeah, there's some other stuff at the inauguration. It's uh, take a apparently, comment. 
Yeah. It's going to take a comet, yeah. yeah. No, a common enemy, <laughs> and hopefully it's aliens. Yeah, well, the common enemy of, of, a, of a virus didn't work at all. Yeah. In fact, that backfired, so it's going to have to be something else. Yeah. You need something that you can punch, I'm telling you. Yeah, P- good the, point. The punching of something is An pretty... An invisible enemy is no good. It's got to... Yeah. It doesn't yeah, work. You're right. Yeah. Um, but that's what QAnon had, and we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, a couple other things from the inauguration. Gigantic Bible. Did you guys see the size of this Bible? Uh, Whoa. Good yeah, Lord. it looked like a Charles Dickens novel. I guess that was, is that Biden's 127-year-old yes. family Bible? Yeah, I think Colbert asked Jill if she'd been working out earlier this week because he, he knew how heavy it was. It literally yeah. has a chastity belt on it. Um, yeah. That's how old and uh, holy this Bible is. It's, uh, it makes, ridiculous. it's like a ghost comes out of it when, <laughs> when you open it. It's Ridic- like, ridiculous Bible. Also, I want to point to the story. Yeah. I, uh, I have some, um, some of my grandfather's my great-grandfather's school books from when he was a boy in ireland about 127 years ago and paper was so scarce that they would write one way on the page and then they turn the book and write over their writing the other way so like the biden's must have been rolling in it with all those pages they were printing big on those bible pages that's a huge flex back in the day having a big book dude all those pages (laughs) bro look at the size of this guy's book dude big big uh typeface was huge back then uh beyond that there was a great poet that a lot of people dug. Uh, I didn't really see the poet. Did you guys see the poet? I did. I did. I saw uh, four of the five and a half minute speech. Yeah. What was your takeaway? It was good. She's the first um, like young national poet laureate or whatever it is. She won out in 2017 and uh, she, she's a good poet. She's eloquent and she, you know, does like kind of like a rhyme pattern and she was, she was good. That was great. <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, you had Bernie Sanders memed all over the goddamn Internet uh, with his uh, I, I, I kind of understand why this is memeable. The Bernie Sanders sitting cross legged with his mittens. Uh, he's just over it, I guess. Uh, but he's he, he looks like people are putting them everywhere. Yeah, he, didn't, he didn't want to be there. He didn't want to be there. All right. So that was more or less the inauguration. Anything else I missed on it? No, there weren't a lot of people there. I saw he dapped up. uh um Al Roker. Al Roker was like screaming for an interview. He was like, Mr. President, Joe Biden, Joe Biden. And then like after like 15 screams, Joe ran over and gave him a fist bump. And the newsroom at like MSNBC or whatever it was like lost it. They're like, you got, he was during the parade. He's like, you got the first ever exclusive uh, like fist bump during the parade. And then like 10 seconds later, he like fist bumped like 50 other people. And they're like, right. Aw. Yes. <laughs> stick to the, stick to the weather. Roker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my, one thing my, I did notice. Oh, go ahead. Wes. I was going to say my favorite, my favorite thing I saw on Twitter today was a, uh, Someone took a screen grab of the uh, the limo that said President Joe Biden on his way to Arlington National Cemetery, and then the guy wrote, "Man, that was that, that happened a lot sooner than I thought it would." <laughs> That's an awesome. That's dude. funny. I love that. Uh, the only other thing I noticed is the CNN coverage. Uh, Wolf Blitzer seems to be a, a, a huge Lady Gaga fan. He professed his love for Lady Gaga a number of times, and then cut his anchor off when Lady Gaga came back on screen. Be like, "There's Gaga now." Uh, Gaga, Gaga did the national anthem. Blitzer, who pulls his pants all the way down when he pees. All the way down when he pees. That's a rumor, but it's probably true. All right, guys. So after arriving at the White House, Biden quickly got in the big boy chair and started signing executive orders like he was Pete Rose at a card show, just rolling stuff back. Uh, he was rolling back a number of measures put in place by his predecessor uh, and introducing some new executive orders, 17 to be exact. Uh, so here are some of the highlights. Mark, you'll be sad to hear this. Jeffrey D. Zentz, uh, who is the head of the Obama administration's National Economic Council, is the new COVID czar. You didn't get the job, Fuck. Mark. No, I know. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, but hey, we have a COVID czar. 
We have COVID there. That's, that's cool. So uh, also in the realm of COVID, Biden is requiring social distancing and the wearing of masks on all federal property by all federal employees. Uh, sorry to all the salty haters that there's not a national mask mandate, uh, but that was never going to happen. But Biden did launch the 100 day masking challenge, which doesn't what here it is. Doesn't sound uh, fun. He, <laughs> yeah. He essentially said, uh, come on, Jack. Just 100 days to mask. Not forever. Just 100, buddy. Uh, yeah. That's uh, yeah. It. I guess we're, all, we're already kind of doing that, show. I don't know. Can we just yeah. do the ice bucket challenge? Yeah, we're already doing Right. Yeah. I'd rather... It's like the set yourself on fire. Yeah, I mean, masking up, right? Masking mask up. up. Masking uh, up. We are... We are back in the World Health Organization, boys, with Dr. Anthony S. Fauci as the head of the U.S. Delegate, delegation to the uh, organization's executive boards. So we're back there. Um, Joey Bides bolstered the DACA program, and that's the program that protects the dreamers. immigrants mm-hmm. who were brought to the U.S. as children, a.k.a. Dreamers. Uh, he bolstered that shit. Um, also, we will no longer be pretending that non-citizens don't exist when collecting data about how many people in our, live in our country, a.k.a. the census. Uh, so that's a Trump rollback. Uh, Liberians no longer have to worry about being deported for just being Liberians, which I like because reading is so important, especially for children. Oh, get it. Um, I get it. <laughs> uh-huh. Guys, Biden lifted the, quote, Muslim band uh, blocking immigration from the shithole countries. That's back. Uh, construction of the border wall has been halted, putting dozens of Americans out of work. Uh, the border wall order also dozens. includes a, quote, Immediate termination of the national emergency declaration. Remember, that was the uh, that was kind of loophole that allowed Trump to um, redirect billions of dollars to the wall. So that's paused. Uh, We're back in the Paris Climate Accord, which I imagine is going to be pretty awkward next year. Um, You know, it's kind of like uh, if Tom Cruise showed back up at at work after the the way that he kind of got fired in Jerry Maguire. You know, it's like uh, you're back, huh? Um, But no, that's it's like if Tom Cruise showed up at a normal church. Exactly. Oh, yeah. What are you doing here? Uh, guys, gone is the Keystone XL pipeline. Um, the rollbacks on vehicle admissions the Trump administration did. Biden reversed Trump's decision to cut down the size of mul- multiple national monuments in Utah, uh, which saw the protected land reduced by more than two million acres. And there's also now a temporary moratorium on oil and gas leases in the Arctic National Wild Refuge. Uh, Biden will end the Trump administration's 1776 commission. Uh, which, despite its name, uh, believe it or not, is a little bit messed up. Uh, They released a report on Monday that historians said distorted the role of slavery in the United States. Uh, So Biden's pausing that shit. And he also revoked Mr. Trump's executive order, limiting the ability of federal agencies, contractors and other institutions to hold diversity and inclusion training. So that's back. Um, Reinforced the Title VII uh, Civil Rights Act, which requires the federal government to not discriminate on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity. Uh, Trump had reversed that. And then um, there's a moratorium on uh, on evictions that's been extended. He's continuing the pause on federal student loan interest until the end of September. And there's a couple other things, but that's the bulk of it. So a very busy first day. You had a West story here. You got to huge. You got to like read off a list. Uh It's a lot. Well, I, yeah, yeah, I I, I didn't just copy paste you some time. Wes mm-hmm. does love a list, guys. A couple, a couple <laughs> other notes words. on yeah. the day week. Uh, change, QAnon. Change the bullets to like circles instead of squares. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You got to refont it. Yeah. Refont. Copy and paste. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, guys, QAnon as a whole was about as disappointed as a kid whose deadbeat dad forgot their birthday again mm. uh, as Q's prophecies failed to materialize. Uh, Trump did not declare martial law or reveal his secret plan to remain in power forever. Biden and Pelosi did not get sent to Guantanamo Bay, and the military did not mass arrest 
arrest Democratic leaders. Let's take it to the Internet real quick uh, for a tweet from New York Times columnist Kevin Ro- uh, Rose, who tweeted a screenshot of a text thread um, of QAnon believers from the app Telegram. And uh, one user says, I'm holding, I'm holding. Uh, and the other one says, holding, but I feel really sick. Uh, the line is broken. Have faith. Trust the plan. Uh, I'm trying to. Uh, so, yeah, they were just losing their shit. They're acting like it's the scene in Braveheart. Like, where, <laughs> exactly. Hold the line. Yeah. like I feel well, like these guys like order pizza just so they can have their doorbell rang and then like be suspicious of it. You know what I mean? Wait, flash. Like, the, what, yeah, like, what was that? Flash that again. Bubba put up a thing that we posted on Twitter on Hard Factor uh, News today. Follow us. It says uh, more Q stuff. Can the military step in now? Mods, please explain why Biden isn't arrested yet. (laughs) What? So so what date do we do we wait for now? Uh, guys, I'm about to puke. I'm about to puke is a big one. That was from a QAnon message board. Uh, Really disappointing that. But uh, no violence, right? So no violence. Hell yeah, baby. Right. Hell yeah. And finally, guys, a quick follow up to Trump's presidential pardons. We got asked about that a little bit um, from Monday's show. He knocked out 143 pardons before he left office. Here are some of the highlights. Steve Bannon was pardoned from his charges for ripping off the idiots who were dumb enough to give money to the We Build the Wall fundraising campaign, which turned out to just be a scam. Uh, So Bannon's out. Uh, rappers and gun enthusiasts Wheezy and Kodak Black out. Uh, Alfred, I'm sorry, Albert J. Pirro Jr., who's the ex-husband of Fox News host Jeannie Pirro. Uh, Paul Erickson, who's the ex-boyfriend of Russian spy Maria Butina. Some drug folks that shouldn't have been in jail in the first place, so that was good. A professional gambler and a bunch nice. of fraudsters, mostly white-collar cats. But most importantly... No Joe Exotic. Didn't work out. No, but he had that limo waiting. Didn't, um, didn't, uh... You guys are gonna do my story in the first story? Sorry. Well, Pat started it. Sorry. Yeah, that's Wes's story. Um, well, uh, didn't Kodak Black, or didn't Donald Trump reference Kodak Black don- donating to the Barstool Fund? By name, he, he mentioned Portnoy, I think. I didn't. No, I didn't pick. I, I saw, didn't see that. I saw that. I don't know if that was a joke, but I saw that on the internet today that, like, Trump, like, was like, cool, Kodak Black, he's a good guy. He donated $50,000 to the Barstool Sports Fund. Because he mm. did, like a week ago. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, I'm going to switch my stories around and do Joe Exotic first now, since we're, uh, we're <laughs> so talking So I didn't about- know you were doing pardons. I was just trying to wrap it up. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, you didn't see the text. Um, uh, so yeah, let's go. Guys, it's all over for Joe Exotic. Uh, if you have not seen or didn't hear that last segment, uh, J- Tiger King. Oh, wait, sorry. I just teased your segment. That's okay. all I did. I he teased was set- your he was segment. setting you up, Wes. This yeah, is perfect. Right. Yeah, bro. If you have not seen Tiger King yet, I suggest you do so. It's highly entertaining. Just to recap, in 2019, Joe Maldonado Passage, a.k.a. Joe Exotic, was convicted on 17 federal charges of animal abuse, two counts of attempted murder for hire of alleged murderer Carol Baskin, and is currently serving a 22-year sentence in a Fort Worth prison. Uh, now, President Trump handing out pardons, like Pat mentioned, many others. Uh, Joe's lawyer, Eric Love, was so confident that Joe's relationship, I guess with Donald Trump Jr., would get him a pardon that he had uh, this giant limo. And here's what Eric had to say uh, to reporters. Uh, you know, wardrobe, trust me, anything you can think of, we have it including a a doctor and also a mental health expert. He says they also have a limo ready to pick him up from the prison in Fort Worth, Texas, and take him to a secure location. Joe's biggest thing is he can't wait to get out, as you can imagine. And he doesn't want anyone to see him until his hair is done. So the most important person tomorrow is the hair, makeup, wardrobe folks. (laughs) But... (laughs) 
<laughs> right. So Eric Love, his attorney, looks exactly like how you'd think he looks. Oh, he yeah. looks like he takes big shits. He looks I like he's on a billboard on the on a highway in Texas. I don't think he takes that cowboy hat off. He showers with that thing. Right. Uh, I'm no. curious to find out if he got pardoned or not now. No, you know what? He didn't get pardoned. Okay. There you um, go. Yeah. But uh, you gotta admit it was brilliant, right? Like like they they doubled down to the last hour. That limo, they, was, they were, that limo was nice. Yeah, it was presumptive, that's for sure. Um, look at that thing. I mean, in the inside, it was a party, too. Um, Wait, it, but it was part of the plan, right? Like, that's the idea. They, they know Trump's such a media guy. that right. Like, putting the limo out yes. there. That was yeah, their best yeah. bet. Yeah, it was It was probably a very smart move. Um, but, yeah, so that didn't come. Joe, um, who is 70, will be 74 by the time he is released, is likely going to die in prison as it reports that his health is failing. So in his last-ditch effort, uh, Joe wrote a letter to President Trump in which he said, quote, If I've ever looked up to anyone, it would be you. Not because I need you to save my life, but because you stand for what you believe, no matter what anyone thinks. Because um, you're taller than me. Yeah. Um, of course, uh, Carol Baskin was happy. Her nemesis, who wanted her dead, is remaining behind bars, saying Joe deserves the same treatment he gave to his animals. Adding, quote, there is no benefit other than a feeble attempt to deflect attention for anyone to pardon someone who walked, who walked up to five tigers and shot them in the head in order to clear a cage space for the circus, who was going to pay him to board their tigers during the offseason. So... Um. Yeah. Yeah. Joe I don't Biden. like. I don't like how they kill the the tigers. All of the people that there's like the the other guy that had like eight wives. Like all those guys that own these yeah, sanctuaries, they just yeah doc. It, they just like kill yeah, the tigers. From Baskin, it's it's pot kettle black. No, she's like, included in that. Yeah, she's included. There's in no that. way she doesn't have tiger blood on her hands. Yeah, she might not now currently, but she certainly in the past has had plenty of tiger blood on her hands and 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 tiger uh, and human blood in her tiger's mouths. And, and she killed her husband. That's allegedly. what I'm saying. To let yeah. him to a tiger. Yeah, yeah. I hear it makes you a sexual Tyrannosaurus tiger blood, at right. least in China. That's what they say. So Nice. Got a, got a fringe, Benny. Yeah. All right. All right, Wes. You done with that one? Uh, yes, I am. What's okay. your next story? Let's, let's do that. Do you want to ruin mine's story? Yeah, I do. Uh, I was, well, I, <laughs> I was going to do a story Charles sent in about dinosaur bones being found on the moon. And think about that, what I just said for a second. If that doesn't make you question everything, dinosaur bones on the moon, I don't know what would. Like, why how, dinosaurs lived on the moon? Does that mean they're they're on every planet? Is this a simulation? That like turns out it's just some scientist wrote a book that said it was likely there were dinosaur bones on the moon due to the giant asteroid that was bigger than Mount Everest that wiped them out on Earth, causing their bones to like fly into space at such a, uh, a oh, like wow. volume that some of them probably just landed on the moon eventually. So very what misleading. Very misleading. Uh, and I probably should have clicked on the article instead of like running a bunch of scenarios through my head for hours all day. Uh, yeah, that's a self-published book. <laughs> yeah, that, yes, that? there's no co cooperation. No one's found <laughs> dinosaur bones on the moon. This guy just has a theory. Uh, anyways, so I pivoted. Dude, imagine being married to that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Honey, I'm working there's dinosaur on bones what? On my book. Yeah. How about dinosaur bones on the moon? <laughs> Fuck. All right. So instead, uh, pivot here. Let's do an update on Alibaba Group founder Jack Ma, the Chinese billionaire that just disappeared a month ago. Uh, turns out he just made his first video appearance, guys. So if you remember about Ma, yeah, there's a, a picture of him. Uh, oh, it looks he, great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely looks like he's uh, not in the late stages of cancer that, that he doesn't have. Yeah, that, yeah. that looks like a, a, like a Zoom background, like a thing. <laughs> Is that, he looks like a fucking lollipop, man. <laughs> that looks like a, a generic background. Um, yeah, so if you remember, they, uh, a China, the Chinese like national bank hauled in executives um, uh, of Ma's company, the Ant Group. 
um, mm-hmm. which is like what he, he founded it. They basically called the ant group a monopoly. And they so they started like bringing in executives and maybe, you know, keeping them and stuff. And then they ordered a huge major shakeup of the company's operations. And then all of a sudden, Jack Ma disappeared, the CEO of the ant group, the CEO of Alibaba or founder of Alibaba. And he, you know, he was gone. He was missing like TV show appearances where he was the judge. It's like if Howie Mandel just stopped showing up, pretty easy to spot what happened to the bald germaphobe. He was kidnapped by uh, the Chinese government. Uh, well, guess what? He's back, kind of. He made his first Ma's, made, made his first public appearance since his disappearance when he joined a video meeting uh, for his annual appearance with rural teachers. So there were a hundred like rural teachers that he does like a fundraiser for each year. And he apparently was on the Zoom call with a hundred teachers on Wednesday, although the only footage that came out was of him. He said, we cannot meet in person due to the epidemic. Uh, When the epidemic is over, we must find time to make up for everyone's trip uh, to meet in person. Uh, So yeah, when when the epidemic's over... That's that's what's keeping him from meeting up in person. Right. His fear of getting COVID. He's lucky he's alive. I mean, I, I, a month. How long was that? Was that actress disappeared for like a few months? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I was going to say, Wes, is this is pretty progressive of the Chinese government yeah. to even allow this. Right. They're, they're catching on. This is like a PR stunt for them that they've never done before. It, it like, is. But they paid. He paid them. I don't think he's in <laughs> as as peachy a situation as it looks like in the video. In the video, he's dressed in a blue pullover and he spoke directly to the camera from a small room that had no windows. Uh, joke doesn't work because we already showed the picture. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, look, I. Uh, he did give some subliminal messages in the video. I watched it uh, like more so than even Britney Spears does when she signals she's been censored by her conser- conservator uh, mm-hmm. father, like her mm-hmm. what's a conservator uh, father. Yeah, and uh, Ma kept doing stuff like this. He would do it like a, th- a throat slash like this <laughs> across his neck. And then he would point the finger like at his chest. Like it's me like p- putting in coordinates. Yeah. <laughs> like that's going to do something like it's like he's like it's like if if. Jesus put you in prison. Like it doesn't matter if ever, if someone knows about. It. They can't get you out. No, like, he, there's nothing you can do. He wasn't making the throat things. He just gave a short speech. But look, it, it's not clear where he was from in the video, and he didn't say. And guess where the video was released from? Uh, it was by a local news company that's owned by the state government. So yeah. the video was completely released by the state government, and it was just of him like speaking directly to camera. So yeah. Anyways, uh, but, trouble. Yeah, but some people think he's fine because Alibaba shares surged over 9% on Hong Kong Stock Exchange on Wednesday. Uh, so let, but now let's take it to our sponsor. Um, one thing we learned in 2020, besides don't uh, talk shit about the Chinese government if you live in China, is the Internet is even more awesome than we thought. Groceries online, movies online, doctor visits online, and of course, going to the post office online with Stamps.com. Stamps.com allows businesses to do all of their mailing and shipping right from their computer, which is good for Jack Ma, because he can't get out of wherever he is. Stamps.com has saved small businesses all over the country thousands of hours and tons of money. It saved us hundreds of hours just this past year and tons of money. With Stamps.com, you can get the services of the post office and UPS right on your computer. Stamps.com brings the services, the U.S. Postal Service and UPS right to your computer, wherever you are. Uh, It's the must-have for any business, Uh, whether you're a small office sending out invoices or like sending out stickers like we do. It's so easy. Yeah. Yeah, you can just print it, print it like on a regular piece of eight by ten paper. Mm -hmm. Just tape it. I tape it to the envelope, full one of those Manila envelopes, and have you ship anything? It It takes you for like 
two minutes. It saves you so much money and time, which is time is money. So it's double money. Uh, simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. Once your mail is ready, just schedule pickup or drop it off. It's that simple. With Stamps.com, you get five cents off every first class stamp, up to 40% off priority mail, and up to 62% off UPS shipping rates. Stamps.com is a no-brainer. Like I said, saves you time and money. So make 2021 the year you stop wasting time and going to the post office and go to stamps.com instead. There's no risk. And with our promo code, hard factor, one word, you get a special offer that includes four-week trial plus free postage and a digi digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, type in hard factor. That's stamps.com prom- promo code, hard factor, stamps.com. Never go to the post office ever again. All right. So running a little long, so I'm going to save my one story for uh, the pod tomorrow. What is it? I'd like to ruin it. Yeah, I know. I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to erase it. Jesus Christ. It it, it was a setup. (laughs) I know. It was was actually a setup. I'm just just playing along with you. Yeah, I know. He he teed you up. Yeah, Yeah. shtick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get it with it. Um, (laughs) I don't like it. So we're going to kick it over to uh, this interview with Jesse Posner. Oh, yeah. Guys, welcome to a new segment on Hard Factor, the Crypto Corner. We're very excited to be joined by Jesse Posner, who's a Bitcoin and open source developer and uh, what I like to call crypto god. Uh, what up, Jesse? Welcome to Hard Factor. Thank you. Glad to be here. Of course, man. We wanted to have you on the show because there's been so much noise in the crypto space in the last couple months with Bitcoin shooting past $40,000, which is insane. Lots of people are making money. Lots of people want to know how to make money. Lots of people don't know what the fuck cryptocurrency is. So I was hoping that you could kind of give us a general overview of what cryptocurrency is, uh, what's going on with Bitcoin, and uh, talk to us like we're idiots, because we're idiots, Jesse. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, uh, so cryptocurrency... The, is a project that's been in the works for uh, many years. Uh, the first embodiment of it, uh, many people would consider to be Bitcoin. Uh, but it, it came from uh, some work that started in the early 90s uh, by a group called the Cypherpunks. And the Cypherpunks and also the crypto anarchists, kind of similar movement, was a group of cryptographers and engineers who felt that uh, the only way to maintain a free society in the digital age was going to be to use cryptography to protect human rights, not through law, but through code, through mathematics, through engineering, physics, networking, that this is how this is the new form of freedom in this in the modern digital age, what it's going to look like. Um, and so one of the visions they had was we could create these a new form of currency that's private, that's decentralized, and these marketplaces that are outside government control, where basically any kind of voluntary, cooperative human activity can take place without state interference. But there were a lot of technical barriers to figuring out how to actually implement something like that. Uh, And it wasn't until this um, entity, nobody really knows who, what, what you know was behind it, but this entity known as Satoshi, which is a pseudonym, uh, published a white paper on the internet um, in late 2008, uh, describing a way to build a, a cryptocurrency and solved a number of engineering problems that had yet to be solved. Whoa. They basically said it's on in 2008. How, how are the cypherpunks doing? Are they, are they taking care of? Are they rich? You, I want to hear like, some good things about the cypherpunks. 
<laughs> there are certainly many uh, wealthy cypherpunks, yeah. um, but mm-hmm. some of them kind of dropped off over the years. You know, some of them ended up being skeptical of Bitcoin. Uh, and so not all of them yeah. kind of hung around they're, for like the party. Raising, they're like raising kids they're accountants now I was like yeah. I used to be a cypherpunk could have been a cypher, yupp, cypher yuppie yeah. uh, wait, so this uh, this Yatoshi guy right so I've read about him I, 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 we're supposed to believe that he's like a Japanese dude right but like it's not a dude it's a collective potentially no he's or, Irish or it might not be a dude at all <laughs> well whoever it was didn't want anybody to know who it was and so given that probably was not Japanese. You know, if using a Japanese name is probably not Japanese because trying to hide the tracks. We don't know if it was one person, if it was a group of people. Um, it It is likely it was a group of people because there were so many breakthroughs involved that it, you know, it would suggest multiple people were working on it. Uh, but this, this person, you know, is, uh, uh, was knew that they were going to, create a reaction from the state and governments and banks and wanted to, uh, you know, avoid that. And also the other thing about Satoshi being pseudonymous is we don't have this leader who has a disproportionate influence on the system. And so the system is supposed to be decentralized. Even the creator themselves isn't supposed to be able to say, this is what Bitcoin is, or this is how it should work. So by Satoshi removing himself from the system, he actually made it even more decentralized. And supposedly there's about a million Bitcoin that Satoshi mined at the very beginning. And those yeah, Bitcoin... There you go. I was going to ask, that's a lot of money, right? Like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's like you know a billion dollars plus. Um, and those coins have not moved ever. And in a way, that's sort of a down payment on the integrity of the system that it's truly something for the world and not meant to just benefit a small group of people. You got to be thinking about touching that that stack right now. But okay, so you you touched on something, though, mining. Okay, so uh, you just start a currency. This is a concept that I only understood after I started reading about Bitcoin, which is like a currency. Correct me if I'm wrong is anything that a group of people believe has value, right? Uh, You know, paper money, we all believe it has value. Therefore, it is a currency, right? So, but when Bitcoin launched, it did something with mining the blockchain, right? And uh, can you explain that? Because I think it's really, it's a genius way to launch a currency because it's based on actual work that's being done to it to acquire the yeah. currency, right? My understanding of mining right. yet would be like, is it like uh, in World of, War- World of Warcraft when you like are just killing the sheep slowly to level up? Like you get <laughs> very, very few experience points, but you keep doing it, grinding? It's it, There's definitely some grinding involved, grinding through large sets of numbers. The miners are literally just looking through these gigantic pools of random numbers and seeing if they can find the right number that hashes to a specific value that they're looking at. Uh, But without getting too deep into the cryptography and and the details, it's a way of of preserving a mathematical proof that a consensus was reached by the entire network about the ordering of a series of transactions at a given point in time. And it also saves that work in the chain uh, such that it makes it over time impossible to change the data that is buried under that work. And so that's where you have this idea of immutability, that in Bitcoin, you cannot alter the past. You cannot reverse a transaction, censor a transaction, remove a transaction, 
because the amount of work that somebody would have to expend to do that uh, becomes impractical over time. And you're talking so about no like super cute. There's no like supercomputers that can do that. Like eventually there's not going to be some program that people can run that would be able to do that kind of work and fuck everyone over. Uh, it's just too much still. Yes, because the kind of work that the miners are doing um, is is a very simple operation that could be run on commodity hardware. And there are specialized chips that can do it very, very quickly. But the main driver of the cost at scale ends up being the energy cost, that the amount of energy consumed by these vast data centers is so massive that that's what makes it so expensive. And Theoretically, somebody could come in with enough computation and energy and try to rewrite the chain, uh, but that becomes less and less of a, of a uh, probable outcome the more work is built into this chain. And eventually, the, an actor who tries to do that, if they're not profiting off of it, they're going to run out of resources and lose money, and then the, the network can resume. But one, one way to think about this is right now, even if all the miners in the world wanted to go back to the very beginning and rewrite the history of the chain, like let's say they didn't like a transaction that happened at the, at the very beginning of Bitcoin, want to remove it, it would take them over a year to generate enough computational work to match the amount of work that's in the current chain. And the way Bitcoin determines what is the valid chain. Because I could go into the network and publish my own Bitcoin blockchain. And people need to determine what is the real one and what is not the real one. And the rule for determining that is the chain that has the most computational work in it is the chain that is Bitcoin, that is the most trustworthy coin. And so if you wanted to replace it with your own chain, you would need all the mining power in the world and you'd need to run it for over a year without making any money and spending huge amounts of energy bills. Uh, so that's why this data has become so stable and so unalterable. Boy, I hope Satoshi doesn't break all of our hearts in terms yeah. of that was his plan all along. Yeah. That would suck. So, so back in the day, you could have said, essentially be like, all right, look, I'm going to allocate my computing power to solving a part of this mathematical equation and thereby I'm rewarded with Bitcoin, right? But you couldn't just do it with a regular computer, right? Or maybe... Uh, can you still mine? Can I still mine if I buy a specific computer or no? Yeah, so the way it works is the, the network has sets a target that these blocks of transactions should be discovered every 10 minutes. And the mining is basically a process of discovering the right number that allows you to certify this block. And if after about 2000 blocks, if the if the if it has taken longer than on average, uh, if it's taken longer than 10 minutes on average, then the difficulty will adjust downwards for mining. And if it's if the blocks are getting discovered more quickly, then the difficulty will adjust upwards. And so what this does is, first of all, it means that there's a steady rate of production of Bitcoin that no matter how many people are mining, whether there's a lot of new hardware or hardware is brought off the system, that the supply rates can stay steady. You wouldn't want a situation where if a bunch of people added hardware, suddenly all the Bitcoin are produced right away. But And it also is a competition between all the miners that the more hardware one miner adds, that's going to mean that 
another miner has to add hardware to maintain the same profit ratio that they had in the past. So there's this arms race, whereas at the beginning, you could mine on a laptop. And people mine the, thousands and thousands of bitcoins with their laptop. Because there weren't that many miners back then, you're saying, right? Whereas yeah, the, the equation was less complex. The, the difficulty of mining started off uh, very, very low. And it's very simple to adjust the difficulty. The equation itself stays the same. There's just a parameter adjustment that you can arbitrarily make this process more or less difficult. So it started out not that difficult. And today, it's so difficult that you would basically need a data center to be competitive. Okay. I kind of understand crypto now better than I did before, but let's talk about how to make money. So yeah. now instead of, instead of mining, uh, mining, you can get like Coinbase, this app, right? Like Coinbase is a super s- simple app. You log in, you create credentials, and then you link it to your bank account. And then through your checking or savings account, you can just buy like a number of cur- uh, cryptocurrencies, like 50 different types. So what should we be buying? What are we looking at in the next six months in the market? I think Jesse worked at Coinbase for a long time, so I think you just like simplified how many years of work was that for you. But you nailed it. Sorry. <laughs> no, you nailed it. It's dead on. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you nailed it. Yeah, I mean, that is uh, Coinbase is one of the best places to to buy and sell Bitcoin or to uh, to 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 have to secure your Bitcoin. Um I was on the key management team, and that was the kind of work I did is working on the cold storage and, and the security of these systems. Um, the most important thing to remember with making money in this space is, first of all, always have most of your crypto portfolio in Bitcoin because it is the most sure bet. And if you look over the last 10 years, if, if you've held Bitcoin, you've beat out everything else. Um, and so the other thing to make sure you're doing is if you are looking at other cryptocurrencies, don't price your gains in dollars, price your gains in Bitcoin. You should always be looking at the denominator as Bitcoin. So for example, people say, oh, Ethereum wants to, uh, you know, an all time high. They mean an all time high in dollars, not priced in Bitcoin. If you price it in Bitcoin, Ethereum still hasn't reached an all time high. And basically, most of the other currencies are scams or money grabs or people are trying to ride on the coattails of Bitcoin and be like, oh, I can create one too. Um, which one? Which one's that going to be, Jesse? We're degenerates yeah. over here. We How many of those am I in? <laughs> which is is it Ethereum? Which one's it going to be? Well, I think that's a great point, right? Like uh, Civic's looking good, right? Jesse yeah, and I were talking about right? this offline, right? Because so that's that's your position, Jesse. It's like the Bitcoin's actually the currency, and there's all these like trash coins or whatever. However, I noticed something, right? So uh, Bitcoin was really hard to buy in the early days, right? Like it was fucking, you know, not Joe asshole could do it. Now Joe asshole can through Coinbase. So. And Coinbase only lists like 20 coins. So even if those are trash coins, you're going to have a huge influx of all these, uh, you know, passive. Yes, what, so re- easy to enter the market. Yeah, though, retail yes. investors coming in. And even if like in 30 years, those coins are going to be worthless. Right now, it seems like you could catch a wave and ride that ride that ass in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, but the thing is, you don't want to be caught picking up quarters in front of a, a train, Right. Like the coming the from is, Jesse, who holds a ton of Bitcoin. We're we're talking yeah. we're quarter guys over here. <laughs> Jesse, we don't have thirty eight thousand dollars right now to get one well, Bitcoin. You, you don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin. You can buy know, any. But the thing is, Bitcoin is going to make you a lot of money, even if you buy in today. 
We're still really? really early. There's still way more appreciation, way more upside. So if you want to make a lot of money, buy Bitcoin. Now, if you want you think to gamble, it'll get to you think it'll get to a hundred at some point? It's going to get to a million. It's going to get to ten million. I mean, Whoa. this thing—we're just getting started. So okay. it's not too late. Now, You're making if you me want, Jesse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is this is the greatest investment opportunity that anyone's ever seen, and it's 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 huge. And so, I would recommend focusing on that and treating any other investment in crypto as a form of gambling fun, or yeah, for fun. as as like a greater fool theory where, hey, I could sell this to somebody else who is even more of a schmuck than I am, but don't buy it because you think it has fundamental value over the long term. That kind of investment is Bitcoin. Gotcha. Okay. It's also, so, oh, sorry, go ahead, Wes. Uh, uh, well, I was going to, I was going to ask. So, you know, I've, I, I've noticed that as Bitcoin goes up, like, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm definitely a gambler right now. I, I've got some money in Ethereum. I've noticed that that, that, that has gone up in accordance with Bitcoin. Are there, are there going to be any other coins that emerge that are kind of like a second play that say like casinos will use or, you know, any other businesses will, will use as another form of kind of Bitcoin that we should look at? Or is it, is it strictly just you know, Bitcoin from here on out. There's going to be a lot of ups and downs in the short term. You know, you're going to have a coin come out of nowhere and go up 10,000% and then crash 10,000%. And so there are those opportunities to make money. They're more risky. They're harder to identify because out of the sea of currencies, which is the one that might catch a wave. Um, and so people, you know, you can make money that way, but it's, it's way riskier and, uh, I, in my mind, there's none that like stand out to me as like an obvious play right now in that world. Um, but, but you'll, you'll let us know. know. But you'll let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if Bitcoin's McDonald's, there's like there's no Burger King. We talked about this a little bit too. Oh, so like, I would say Wendy's is second. Yeah. What's Burger Wendy's? King's what's trash. Taco Bell? Yeah. You know what I mean? Taco Bell's Civic. I mean, Ethereum is definitely the most promising cryptocurrency besides bitcoin overall i don't i think ethereum has a lot of problems i'm not a huge proponent uh, in of ethereum but if i was going to pick a, a currency besides bitcoin i would look at ethereum just because so many people are building on it and there are like a lot of real believers in ethereum um, a lesser known coin that i'm interested in is uh, something called grin um, which is a privacy coin and the cool thing about Grin is unlike a lot of these other cryptocurrencies that had like ICOs and kind of had this other model, Grin was created by a pseudonymous developer like Bitcoin. And oh, there, yeah. was no, there was no pre-sale. It all just comes into the world through mining. Uh, and it's got some really cool cryptography behind it. Now, I can't tell you whether or not you're going to make money with it. I do think that you know, it's uh, there's a lot of things about it that are are promising. Um, you know, again, I would I'd put most of that capital into Bitcoin, but but Grin is definitely worth taking a look at. Grin's at, on 30, Grin's at thirty eight cents. On I'm grinning. I'm grinning. Hey, just did you did real real quick before we wrap up, and we want to have you back on to do this regularly because we yeah. this is a uh, super. Well, I have one last question, Pat. I have one last question. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, well, here's my last one. Okay. Uh, 
Do you have any anecdotes of like people who just absolutely destroyed? Like there's always been these stories of like, you know, 14 year old boy becomes Bitcoin millionaire. And it's like, you know, I'm a pretty forward thinking tech guy and it missed me in 2008 through 2018. But like, are there is who was getting in back then? And like, do you know a lot of cats who are just like, yeah, bro, I got that Bentley now off just like some (laughs) dumb, stupid fly by night investment? I know a couple of people who uh, who've done very well because they came in and were big believers for political reasons, uh, which is the most important aspect of what's happening here is not the making money, but the creating a free society thing. And so you need that kind of conviction to hold through multiple 90 percent downturns like Bitcoin's gone through multiple times where it's bubbled up and lost 90 percent of their its value. Most people. Even people got in really early, they've sold by then. You know, most people, once they double their money, they're done. Yeah. They sell it, they're gone, you know? And so few people have actually held from the very beginning uh, until today, but there are, those people do exist and they probably don't want you to know who they are because, uh, yeah. you know, if, if you're holding your own keys, that could make you a target for blackmail or robbery or yeah, extortion. Yeah, like you have so. a lottery, you won the lottery. Like, right. Mm-hmm. So that, but, that ties... Yeah, let me just finish real quick. But from what I understand, the fore- like guys like you or guys that know Bitcoin well can forensically figure out who whose wallet's whose, right? Like that's the little known truth about Bitcoin. Well, yes and no. I mean, there there are these companies, these blockchain analysis companies, where all they do is uh, analyze the blockchain and try to identify whose wallets belong to who, and they're able to figure that out for some people, and they're not able to for others. If you really know what you're doing and you take certain precautions, it's actually uh, pretty difficult to track down who you are and what you're doing. So that your, your earlier answer tied into my last question. It's politically, do you think that this could ever get shut down? It, there, There is going to be uh, some battles between... Bitcoin and the governments of the world, they are not going to sit by and allow their monetary powers and their money printing machines uh, simply be, you know, undermined by the currency. Uh, But they're also going to have a hard time because for a few reasons, first of all, Bitcoin spreads like a virus. And even people in government have Bitcoin, even regulators have Bitcoin or have family members. It's like HPV. Yeah. Everyone's got it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it spreads from person to person. Once you have some, you're financially incentivized to promote it and spread it to other people. Um, The governments are going to be pissed, though. They are pissed. They are pissed, but they also, there's a lot of First Amendment protection for something like Bitcoin. Because at the end of the day, all you're doing is sending zeros and ones around over a wire. So that's a form of speech. So an outright ban is likely unconstitutional. Um, and the cryptography at play is technology that came from warfare. It used to be classified as a munition that you can't export overseas. Decentralized systems were built to withstand nuclear war. These systems were built by anarchists designed to take down the government from square one. So they're ready for this battle. They're ready to provide privacy to people that the that raises the cost for the government to attack maybe if they have a specific target they can go after but to do this across the entire society is actually right. very very expensive um so they're gonna have also, a very hard all, time also, 
they also they don't know how to use computers either. They're all yeah, so that's old. true. So like they're 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 in trouble. By the time the young politicians get in there, it's too late. Doesn't it? Doesn't if, if doesn't it? Doesn't it also like? I don't know if this is right at all, but doesn't it run the risk that if if a, lot, a ton of people have this uh, insane amount of money in Bitcoin, it kind of de- it will devalue other forms of currency? So that's another reason why they you know want to want to get rid of it. If you, if, you, if everyone's you know buying with Bitcoin and selling with Bitcoin and, and and that's the that's the way that commerce works in the future, then the dollar is like who the fuck needs it? That's right? why they're going to be mad. Absolutely. That's also yeah, why Spike, Spike Cohen. <laughs> Is pushing. Yeah. That's why Spike Cohen and libertarians are pushing crypto. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Absolutely right. Yeah. Well, um, super fascinating topic, man. Do you guys mind if I ask a quick question? Come yeah, sure, of Bubba. Jesse, you just went into the. I know you're a lawyer, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. So yeah, he could smell oh, it on yeah, you. That's pretty neat. Yeah, no, I saw <laughs> it on your LinkedIn. Um, you just went into the First Amendment uh, Amendment argument and talking about how the ban would kind of come from that area. Um, I don't want to bring you down a rabbit hole, but just briefly, what makes you think that it's going to be more of First Amendment ban than some sort of commerce regulation from Congress? Well, because, uh, first of all, the, the First Amendment supersedes the Commerce Clause, uh, literally because, it, because it's an amendment to the Constitution. The Commerce Clause is in the body of the Constitution. The First Amendment amends it, so it takes precedence. Um, in the past, even though money is speech, you're moving, you're going through a third party, and that's where the government has ability to control the money that is, or or to uh, to to uh, get information from the bank that you're operating with. Um, and so, now that we have a system where the transmission of money is literally just data, just zeros and ones, and running my own node, if I want to opt out and not use Coinbase or not use a third party, if I just want to run my own node and participate in the network, or if I want to mine and participate in the, in the network, that's a pure form of speech. And even more so, it's a form of political speech. And political speech has the highest protection under the First Amendment. And we've seen this in the past with cryptography, where the governments tried to ban cryptography and arguments were made that code is speech and cryptographic algorithms were published in books and put on T-shirts to show that this is speech. Um, and uh, there's a limit to how much that can be banned outright. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. So, and Jesse, I, I didn't uh, learn that. When we get offline, Bubba's going to give you his address so you can send him a bill because Bubba's finishing up law school. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm taking the bar yeah. in less than a month now. All right. Well, we got to wrap this up. But we definitely will have Jesse back on the crypto. Yeah, now, that was right? extremely yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Jesse, yeah, thank you so time. much. Yeah. You're welcome. All right. Great hanging out with you all. So, Thanks I should sell Civic. Yeah, we're going to Grin. Grin <laughs> and we're, Bitcoin. we're Grin guys now. You know <laughs> that. Bitcoin, you know it. <laughs> Later, Jesse. Thanks, man. See ya. Oh yeah! Uh, well, I uh, that was awesome. Look forward that, to making some money with Jesse. That was so awesome, and it looks like Wes's story is something about chickens. So, yep. Okay, right, I'll just I'll look at that. Yeah. Killer teas. Yeah. yeah. But hey, we have a uh, we uh, Will um, who is is at home. Finally got home with his baby. Uh, sent us a little uh, audio clip. He checked in, so Bubba's got that for us. What's up, boys? Just got home from the hospital crazy few days i don't even what is it wednesday thursday it's inauguration day uh so we were in there from 4 a.m mlk day through inauguration day 
Scarlett Jane Smith was born at 9.40 p.m. Uh, Monday night uh, Pacific time. So kind of the 19th for some people, for some time zones, but she was born on the 18th here in Reno. Uh, Mom and Scarlett, both healthy, doing good. But Pat needed to warn you, when we got home, like within seconds, shit hit the fan, literally. Like she's just destroying her diaper. Uh, like the house is just, there's like, there's, I don't know. It's, I, I think I did something that made the house stink on top of now there's a shitty diaper and the animals are just going nuts. And it was just an absolute shit show. So what I got to say is that had we not uh, prepared like the changing table before we got back, it would have been a fucking nightmare. So just, uh, you know, wanted to give you the heads up on that. That was, we were happy. I know we prepared like way, way in advance, like extremely in advance, but turned out uh, it was helpful in this situation. But anyways, guys, can't wait to get back. I'll be back soon. Here there's a new awesome interview with Spike Cohen coming out. Sounds good. Need to listen to that. Uh, But have a great fucking day, everybody. See you soon. Nice. What's that poop called? The first poop was meconium. Meconium. I'm gonna just move on. I'm gonna start using that like in in, in my day to day. Like, oh, it's, you're acting that's so, so meconium. That movie, Wonder Woman, meconium. Good idea. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's terrible stuff. The worst. Yeah, terrible. All right. Uh, we got anything else, guys? No. Cool. Hey, check it out. I got got the uh, send in the car sweatshirt. These sweatshirts are fucking badass. They're very comfortable. They're turning out great. So be sure to go to the uh, to hardfactor.com. Check out the store. They're the uh, opposite go, of meconium. They're the opposite of meconium. That's right. Uh, go to uh, patreon.com. Well, they're soft, though, That like meconium. They're, they're, there's a Venn diagram. At, okay, at, there's anyway. some similarities. <laughs> if you dipped it in oil, it'd be just like meconium. Dark uh, in color. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, check out our Patreon uh, community. We've got the Discord. We've got the bonus episodes, uh, patreon.com slash hardfactor. Um, tomorrow we uh, will uh, – so tomorrow we'll have Guns on the show. Uh, he's going to be guest guest uh, appearing with us. It'll be a lot of fun. And then we've got our bonus uh, For the Man Friday, the full episode coming out on our Patreon, which I just mentioned. So if you want to listen to that, you got to sign up for Patreon. Um, but, hey, we appreciate you listening, and uh, have a great fucking day. Crypto. Maniac, you're going so slow. I'm on attack, and you never know what I'm gonna hack. So you later, yeah. Watch your back. You won't see me coming, but I can see you from a mile away. You think your team's clever, don't you? But when I show up, you got nothing to say. I'm a cryptomaniac, don't you see me? Hacking all your systems, you say don't EMP me. Seems your whole team don't understand what they're seeing. It's like a game of hide and seek, but I'm the one who's peeking. You think it's cheating, but it's not. It's called being smarter than you. It's my advantage, advances gives you no chance to reboot. You see, my drone is fixated on seeking you out. And now I know I laser shot your whole team in the mouth. I'm going crypto, maniac, you going so slow. I'm on attack and you never know what I'm going to have. So